Welcome to another episode of the Double Coma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. Did you know that 80% of agents have not sold a home when the market was above 6% interest rate? So 80% of the agents, and I would venture to guess that it's not that far off for lenders, have not seen a market like this. They don't know how to address a buyer's concern or how to market themselves without not being aware of the consequences of our communications, right? I mean, right now we have to have empathy for the situation that we're speaking into, the very singular experience of this changing times. We are going into a recession. We are headed towards a recession. I would argue that we're not in one yet and others will debate that. And it's somewhat irrelevant because I think you start to create your own recession by the manner in which you you save or spend or your job security stability. So I'm constantly getting the questions right now. I have a lot of real estate agents reaching out to me with borrower scenarios, whether they're forwarding an email, a text, a conversation, they're just relaying the concept saying, my borrower is scared, my buyer is scared my buyer said this to me or my buyer said that to me how do i combat that or what how do i even have conversation around that so we do a lot of TikToks and instagram my marketing team would say i don't do enough of it (laughs) i am trying and it takes a lot of work to do TikToks and instagram videos i'm not gonna lie and for those of you who are incredibly successful on TikTok, kudos to you because that is an amazing feat. So as we are doing more on Instagram and TikToks, and I'm saying what I believe in my core, that real estate is the path to financial stability and wealth development. It is the path to create a sense of security in a time of change. It is all of these things, which I want to actually list a handful of things that real estate is a pro and then a con and and talk about real estate in this market specifically because the last two years it was really easy to talk about real estate i mean it was going up double digit and yes while it cost me more to purchase a home in early 2022 than it did in 2021 or 2020 interest rates were still so low that it didn't necessarily matter so a lot of people are locked in 75% of all homeowners are locked in under 4%. They're not going anywhere. Real estate agents are trying to figure out how do I, I don't want to say convince, because that's not our role, to educate a client in their options of real estate. And in fact, we have to get as far away from convincing as we can. Right now, I am I get, as you can imagine, a ton of blogs, a ton of articles. I read every single morning. I'm constantly trying to stay up on what's happening. If you watch CNBC right now, which I do religiously every morning, I'm kind of addicted. It is absolutely depressing. It is absolutely depressing. Jamie Dimon was on this morning and they were talking about the European market and buying back their bonds in an emergency status twice in two days, which is creating a ripple effect across all bond markets globally, which is creating more fear of the instability of the financial markets and whether or not we are going to see an implosion, much like we saw in 2008, that gives us 
this massive loss of value. I mean, ultimately, that's what it is. It's, it's loss of value in our stocks. It's loss of value in our bonds. It's loss of value in our homes. Maybe it's loss of value in our jobs. Maybe we lose it. Maybe it's loss of value in our wages. I mean, whatever that is, we're feeling the loss of value in our wages with inflation. So is it better to fight inflation and lose a job or to allow people to struggle with the cost of everything going up and their dollar not going as far? I don't know which is better, but I know one thing. I know that right now the Fed is looking in the rearview mirror, making decisions that are affecting our futures. And at some point, they have to turn their lens forward and say, are we doing enough damage and are we causing enough pain that now might be the time to stop? Now, I'll tell you that the one benefit is your savings accounts. Cash is king right now and cash in a savings account or one year treasury is doing extremely well. You're sitting over 4% in the one year treasury with absolutely zero risk after the November 2nd increase in the Fed rate, which is pretty well assured. It's just a question of is it 0.5 or 0.75 that will even go up further. That's the time in which my husband and I are going to be buying one-year treasuries because of that, locking down some of that money over the next 12 months. But I keep coming back to home ownership. I keep coming back to the conversations that we need to have right now as lenders, as real estate agents, because we are getting a lot of naysayers who understandably are concerned and scared and fearful and they are becoming crabs in the bucket trying to pull everyone else down with them because it feels better to have friends at the bottom. So as they're trying to grab those crabs who are trying to get out from the negativity and they're doing it most uh, abundantly on TikTok and Instagram is where I'm seeing it the most. A little bit on YouTube, not as much on Facebook. And then constantly in the repeat of conversations from clients back to me. So how do you deal with the naysayers? How do you deal with or communicate with someone who wants to tell you that the financial markets are going to implode based on banks, right? Either being riddled with cost and lack of value or the European bonds being rebought in an emergency fashion by the government. All the things that are happening right now that I could go on and on and on. Today is not an economic lesson. I'm going to save that for Thursday today. I just want to answer a couple of questions. What do I think rates are going to do? Would I buy right now? How do I communicate with someone who's so riddled in fear that they're worried about what happens if the financial markets implode? So real estate has a lot of pros and very few cons. And what if the values drop, right? So all the pros with real estate. I mean, obviously you can make it your own. The most important pro, especially in a high inflationary market is the payment is fixed. Ask anybody who locked in their interest rate before April of 2022, how stable and fundamentally secure they feel given their mortgage payment. If you're buying today, I get that that's not an option because you didn't buy then. You were waiting for an opportunity because you couldn't even get in 
because first-time home buyers and FHA and down payment assistance and VA buyers were all locked out. So you finally got in, but the rate is five, five and a half, six, seven. The down payment assistance is seven, seven and a half. And all of a sudden it doesn't seem fair, but it's still locked in, right? It's still your mortgage payment that you can count on that isn't going to go up any further. And if anything, go down because interest rates will go down. But when? So housing, it's a lock against inflation. It's a fixed mortgage payment. It's huge tax benefits, right? It's income opportunities. I can rent out a room because there's a lot of people who can't afford to buy. Could I give them access? I just had to purchase a home. I used a 7% interest rate. My payment's a little bit tighter than I would have liked. I'm gonna rent out rooms or I'm gonna lock off the basement that might have stairs and I can create a little kitchenette and create a little lounge area. Can I get creative? Can I add the garage? Can I rent out the garage? There are people that are, whether they're doing a hobby, whether they're laying low, they're not going traveling, they just need extra space to, to do their craft, whatever that is, or storage, maybe they had to downsize. I've got friends that rent out their garages, right? So can we get creative to offset? You can do that with a home. You can do that with something you own. Not only can you make it your own, you can build it out, you can finish it out, you can create a space that you can then create income. So the home has a multitude of positives. It has two negatives right now. The interest rates today and home prices going up. So let's talk about those two interest rates today. Where do I think interest rates are going to go? I think we are going to have a volatile last quarter and could be a volatile first quarter of 2023. Many of the economists and the large banks are all thinking that we have not entered into a recession yet, that we might literally be in one today, but that we will start to see a recession where people aren't traveling, aren't going out to eat, aren't paying for services, aren't still spending, our consumer spending is still up. So if people stop spending, we will head into a recession. And when that happens, in all cases, right, if you go back historically during recessionary periods, interest rates go down. And in fact, homes appreciate minus one back in 1960 where they didn't. Homes appreciate, I'm not talking about inflation adjusted, I'm talking about HPI, home price indexes appreciate in recessionary periods because those interest rates come down. So where do I think interest rates are gonna go? I would not hesitate locking on an interest rate on any day of any week right now. I don't think if we see any momentary benefit to some news coming out, giving us uh, a little bit of a gap and giving bonds a rest where the bond prices can recover and then our yields or our interest rates go down, I would say grab that, but don't play the game, lock in the interest rate so that it doesn't go further up. Right now, we're seeing that the 10-year Treasury is headed right back up against 4%. We're going to get the CPI numbers out tomorrow. And, of course, we've got the Fed meeting minutes uh, later this week, as well as the Fed meeting we know is November 2nd, so it's still a few weeks away. But we have CPI, uh, which is big news, PCE, later this month. All the things that the Fed is watching to determine, because we already got the employment numbers. The employment numbers, remember, went down. So we went from a 3.7 to a 3.5 unemployment rate. 
We actually saw jobs being created, although be it slower than they had in the last five months. But employment is solid. The Fed is continuing to do its march in raising the Fed rate to control inflation, which is stressing out the markets, which is seeing this increased volatility. Because the one thing that the European market is doing right now that we don't have is the central bank buying bonds. They're not doing it. They're not buying the mortgage-backed securities. So we're creating and having a lot of volatility because you see investors who are scared, they're selling off, they're getting out of the market. We've got less volume for fear. People are going to cash or going to short-term bonds, right? Creating the volatility that we're seeing. We also have lenders. We've already started to see some lenders have already started either closing their doors, shutting off retail, or laying off employees. As that continues, as some lenders who aren't as well uh, solidified with their financial strength, right, if they have the liquidity and they have the bandwidth, they have the reserves, they have the diversification, one thing that OneTrust really is strong at, because it's a smaller lender, it doesn't have bigger margin calls that the bigger lenders do, and it has more access, and it has more stability. I can go on and on and on about that and the reasons why I'm so thankful that I'm a company like One Trust Home Loans today in this market specifically. But all of that to be said is you have this fear, this margin between the 10-year treasury yield and the 30-year fixed. Because remember, they usually run relatively close to one another, around 1.65 to 1.8% difference from each other which isn't necessarily tied to the Fed rate, but is based off the same economics. So over history, we watched the 10-year treasury and the 30-year fixed and their relationship. And right now, there's a spread growing because of a risk in the financial markets. So you have all of this, right? You have the spread between the 10-year and the 30-year. You have something like Europe is buying back mortgage-backed securities, and we're not. We're raising the Fed rate, and you have fear and you have people who are pulling out and selling off bonds and stocks, all of this to say there's going to be still continued volatility. So with the volatility, so if people ask me, where do I think rates are going to go? Should I lock in? When do I think we'll see it come back down again? I think that will be late spring. So the Fed is trying to raise the Fed rate up until March and then hold it there for a long period of time to allow inflation to come down. So if they're going to keep raising it twice more this year and then into next year and stop it at its height in March and then fixing it there, allowing inflation to drop and holding on so that people don't go run right back out in April and spend all the money that they had saved up because they laid low during the holidays, they need to say, just, just stop for just a minute and stop spending and allow supply to catch up and inflation to come down and our supply and demand to equalize. And housing will continue to take the brunt of that because as all of this is happening and the volatility continues and a lot of buyers are sitting on the sidelines, sellers who need to sell are going to be more willing to negotiate, right? We'll see a little bit more inventory, although that's new listings are slowing down dramatically. It had been slow for a while continuing to slow down, which is going to eat up a little bit of the active inventory, which we're going to end up into the new year. And I think into the spring. And if inventory doesn't, new listings don't come out abundantly and active inventory gets eaten up slightly. And we see interest rates start to soften and get a little lower in the spring, say in April, 
we're going to see demand pick up, come back out again, and those home prices are going to turn around and we're going to see a very different second half of 2023 than we do the first half. That's my prediction, right? My prediction is the continued volatility. I pray that it doesn't go too much higher, but we will see anywhere from six and a half to seven and a half. Could it touch eight? I would have said it wouldn't have touched seven. So I don't know anymore based on the number of investors in the market and what the bonds do. And does Europe continue to influence what we are doing here? Does, does the Fed finally take a clue and stop raising the Fed rate after November's increase? All of that could change where the interest rates go. But for right now, we can count on volatility. We can count on interest rates being higher, probably through next spring in, into early summer. So that's where rates are headed. So if you're looking at a long-term lock or if you're looking at a new bill that's going to close next fall, I personally would not be worried about locking it right now. If I'm looking at anything within the next six months, I would say, and I've had this question from a lot of real estate agents saying, we're either putting a house on the market, we're doing a new build. Uh, I just got a, another somebody just uh, texted me saying, hey, we're taking a, an offer that's contingent on their sale and it's not under contract yet. This could push us out two to three months. Where do you think interest rates are gonna go? So that if we accept this offer, how tight should we be worried about their ability to qualify for their loan? You guys need to be thinking about that, right? So if interest rates are still volatile and they could go up, that could put pressure on things. So making sure that they've got plenty of gap in their qualifications is huge before taking that offer. So that volatility, right? So would I buy right now? Because the cons to real estate is the interest rate and the high prices. So they could go down, right? I mean, would I be an idiot to buy right now when home prices could go down? 15%, 20%, shoot, I mean, I'm seeing everything online. I'm seeing 30%, 50%. I mean, how much can home prices drop? In the worst Great Recession, we saw home prices, the HPI, not adjusted for inflation. We saw HPI drop 25%. I put out several postings talking about the fact that Black Knight put out a report showing that if 15%, if we lost 15%, the majority of those people, just around 85% of the people that would be at risk of going negative, all purchased in early 2022. Now that's regretful. Of course it is because the market turned. But would I be an idiot to buy right now? Because you would have called me a hero to get under contract nine months ago. But today, if I get under contract, you're going to call me an idiot. Could I sustain waiting a little longer and get a lower home price if I just waited, what, a month, two months, three months? During the holidays, you will see inventory get off the market. Those sellers who don't have to sell will pull their inventory because at some point they're going to say, with the volatility in interest rates in the holidays, I really don't want to do this. I'm going to put my house back on the market in February, hoping that if we see the last of the Fed rate raises and we see rates start to settle and even start to come down as inflation is affected, right? We could see that more inventory comes online in the spring when we start to see those interest rates, when we see demand picking up. So right now, if you could get in, you have negotiating power. You can negotiate that price. You can negotiate inspection items. You can negotiate seller paid three, two, one, or two, one buy down, which the three, two, one is something that we have that protects you for the next three years. 
So that's significant. That can really add up and give you a benefit. So if you're waiting for a house price to drop, because we've already seen adjustments happen, if you're waiting for it to drop another 10%, 8%, 5%, is it worth it long-term? When I know that I can lock it in with all the other things so that I save my cash and cash is king, if I can get the seller to pay for all the closing costs and negotiate on the inspection items, that puts me in a position right now where I can weather whatever's going to happen. But I would tell you, do not buy right now if you're worried about your job, if you have no money in reserves. This isn't a time to be reckless. It's a time to be strategic because right now when others are scared, opportunities exist for those buyers willing to get in the market. There is a buyer for every market and the buyers in this market are the ones that are taking advantage because I guarantee you, if we see any kind of drop in values, we will see more investors come in, buying up those opportunities, knowing that long-term real estate always wins. They have the opportunities for the tax deductions, the, the, the income on those assets, the appreciation, the principal reduction, which is a forced savings plan, all of those benefits to home ownership. So am I an idiot if I buy right now? If I lock in a payment where I have the opportunity to refinance into a lower monthly payment, but I lock in knowing that nobody can raise my rent anymore. I can start using principal reduction as a forced savings. I can take advantage of the spring when more buyers come out and lift home prices again. Will that get me on this side? I have said that a thousand times if I've said it once. You want to be on this side of when that recession happens because when we're in the middle of it and, and the interest rates drop and demand comes out because people feel like they weathered the storm and their jobs are secure, more demand will push prices up on limited supply because all of those people, the 75% of the people that are locked into interest rates under 4% aren't selling. They're going to rent them. They're going to hold on to them. They're going to add to them. They're going to do renovation loans. So those are going to stay off the market and inventory will be tight when that happens because builders simply can't keep up. So buying right now, I don't know. I don't feel like an idiot at all, actually. Well, that's today. This is Nicole Ruth with the Ruth team at One Trust Home Loans. We'd love to go to work for you. We'd love to have the conversations, the hard conversations right now, because if somebody is circling around all of the devastation and the opportunities for financial risk and whether or not banks are going to implode and what's going to happen with interest rates and what happens if home prices fall and all the things, all the things, you can't get caught up in that conversation because some people just have to find their way out on their own. What you can do is help those who want to be helped, those who are looking for the opportunity in today's markets, who know that their jobs are secure, that they want to take advantage of the long-term wealth and stability that only real estate gives you. You guys have a great rest of your Tuesday. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.